Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Hello, and welcome back to the Shepherd's Crook. I hope you guys are all doing well this morning. Today, we're going to talk about the dangerous sin of vulnerability. I'm going to explain what I mean here in just a minute, but let's go ahead and pray and ask for the Lord's help and trust that he's going to give it. Father, we just thank you for this time. I ask for blessing over the next few minutes, and I want to be helpful and encouraging. God, I pray that the the men listening in and for those ladies that are listening in as well, that you would give them real friends that can truly, you know, as your word says, faithful is the wounds of a friend. Help them to have real close friends and help them to know the difference between friends and enemies. God, give us wisdom as we walk through this. In life, we need people that are going to walk with us in life and that we can walk with. God, I thank you for our churches, our friendships that we have, that you have given. And God, I pray that you would give uh, just really good friends to those who are lacking real friendship uh, in the context of a local church. And so, God, I thank you for this opportunity. I trust you're going to help. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, before we get into our content today, I want to remind you about the subscription that's going to be happening starting in July. I'm starting a newsletter that's going to be a physical copy newsletter, and it's going to come to your mailbox every single month starting in July, once a month. And at the end of every year, what I'm wanting to do is is go beyond just description service that gives you access to content, but I'm actually wanting to give you content that you own. And so at the end of every year, With this $5 a month subscription, you're going to get a thumb drive of all the content from the Shepherd's Crook, audio, video, all of that kind of thing, and all the newsletters as well, into your mailbox to be able to have on on a thumb drive. And the idea with, with this is that, you know, if something crazy was to happen with the internet or something like that, I would still have all my contacts and I would still be able to give you the the content once a month with the newsletter and then at the end of the year all the audio content. So if you're interested in that, please reach out. would love to have you be a part of that uh, that membership at that $5 a month tier. That'll also get you access into the Rites of Passage seminar course that I'm, I'm putting on right now and, uh, and some other things, previous cohorts, other material that I have on file that you can get right to your email inbox. Also, if you are interested in any way at a like a rites of passage course or seminar or conference or something like that, reach out to me. I'd love to be able to, to walk through that content with your church and uh, the men in your church, if that would be helpful. And message me and let's talk about it and would love to be able to help out in any way that I can and be a resource and a and help to you. I think this rites of passage thing that I've been working on can be helpful. And like I've said in the past, it's really malleable to be able to help men think through how to intentionally raise their sons and just really excited to continue to put that material together. Now, let's turn our attention to what we're talking about today, which is this weird thing called vulnerability. <laughs> okay, I called it a sin, and I want to explain what I mean before we get into what I think the Bible teaches on on friendship and the necessity of, the, of confession, confessing sins, which is critical in the life of a believer. You have to confess your sins one to another, and ultimately we have to confess our sins to God himself. But this weird thing of vulnerability is something that, as, as I've been thinking through 90s men's ministry, I was on with Eric talking about 
uh, men's ministry in the 90s and have, have been thinking about this over the years and you guys have heard me talk about that. But there was this thing that started to happen when I was a young man uh, and it was this uh, around this idea of authenticity that you have to be honest with everybody about everything in your life. And the confession of sin then in the life of a believer is not just to a small group of friends or a, a brothers or a pastor or starting obviously with God, but confession of sin was somehow more virtuous if you were vulnerable with everybody in the room. And this idea was it was kind of like a, a prescribed answer or response to somehow this uh, this you know wrong-headed stoic masculinity or something like that that had been happening for a very long time where you shut down your emotions and you don't talk about the things that you need to talk about and so in response to that men all across the country and this is again kind of tied into this promise keepers idea is you just kind of fly open everything and then you just you know bear your soul to everyone and you end up honestly becoming almost like an effeminate uh, man that's just throwing out your emotions to on, onto everybody and confessing all your sins and and it ended up being this really weird thing. And sometimes what, what can happen is when you have a right diagnosis of a problem, for instance, uh, the church had become so feminized that the men really were starting to be uncomfortable. Okay, I, I get that. And that, that's, that there's some truth to that. But if your answer is then effeminate, if your answer to masculine problems is effeminate answers, what you end up with is a pendulum swing from one pendulum to the next. And so what happened when ch- with churches all over the place, and I think if you've been walking with the Lord for several years, you've experienced this. And by the way, sorry for my voice right now. I'm still recovering from VBS and then preaching on Sunday. So VBS all last week, I'm the rah-rah guy who's, who's screaming and chanting VBS and having a blast with it with the children. And then my voice goes. So I'm still in recovery mode. But when you have confession of sin to everybody, and, and that was probably popular in the church you grew up in, where you would, uh, we had a group of guys within our church and we would just start confessing everything, you know, to, to just everybody in the room. And I thought that this was somehow uh, more virtuous than talking to, to the Lord about it and talking to a few close brothers about it. And then I would encourage guys over the years, as I would grow older, uh, in my early 20s, I still thought and carried this virtue of this authenticity thing with me to where you, you just got to wear everything on your sleeve. You know, there's nothing to hide. There's nothing this, this kind of thing. And not that there is anything to hide, but there is what I've learned through the scriptures is there is the difference between quote unquote vulnerability to friends and enemies. And if you have this kind of vulnerability that's to anyone and everyone, I think that is sinful and unwise. And when you get into the scriptures, what you'll see is there's a difference between your friends and your enemies. And if you are opening yourself up to criticism, critique, and you are bearing your sins or whatever it may be, or struggles to people that are your enemies, what you're actually doing is giving unnecessary ammunition to somebody that can hurt you, and you're not required to do that. The Bible is going to tell us that the enemies, our enemies love to flatter, and they also uh, will profuse are the kisses of the enemy. This kind of flattery from, from the enemy that can come when you confess sin or when you do whatever will come back to get you maybe years later. And I think men and women have to know the difference. We have to walk in wisdom in who we talk to in our life and who we're close with in our life, and especially in pastoral ministry. God has given you, pastors, a church and a group of elders and deacons and friends beyond that that you can actually have a friendship with, a real friendship with. And this is one of the things that I have really encouraged men with over the years and pastors with is you have to have friends in your local church. You cannot be the pastor who buys the lie that you only have friends outside of your local church. You have to have friends in in your church, you're going to be there, Lord willing, for a very long time. And 
this has been such a great season for me over the last three or four years where my friendships have really developed, where I've got a group of guys that have just been phenomenal. And I've got pastors, co-pastors that have been just incredible as well. And so it's a, it's a wonderful season for me personally. Let me just go to the scriptures and explain a couple things, the difference. Confession of sin to friends is a really good thing. That's a good thing. And that's different categorically than this whole thing that was happening and has happened with this authenticity idea of just confessing and throwing up on everybody, whatever it may be. And by the way, the weird thing about that whole authenticity culture is that the the presupposition is that everybody is doing really bad all the time and has something terrible and uh, that they've got to confess to everyone all the time. And it ends up being this weird cesspool of people confessing things and thinking through things that are really bad to be able to confess rather than, you know, the the status of the Christian life should be, the, the status quo should be a life of joy with seasons of sorrow or seasons of difficulty where the things that you're, if you're authentic enough, then you're going to be able to say to your people, hey, man, things are really good. I'm doing great. Life is well. Uh, the sins that, that I'm dealing with, I have, am confessing, and here's what they are. But I don't have to tell everything to everyone all the time. So here's what the Proverbs say. The Proverbs is chock full of wisdom. You know this. I mean, pastors, you're, you've lived in the Proverbs. If you've done you know, any amount of times of quiet times in your life before, you've gone through the Proverbs one a day. And if you've not done that, boy, is it really good and helpful to do. When you have the Spirit of God within you and Proverbs wisdom in, in your mind and heart, when you're making decisions in life, you're going to make better decisions than if you just ignore the Proverbs. It's just how it is. The Holy Spirit brings this up in the way that we live our lives. Here's what Proverbs chapter 27, verse 6 says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. We're talking about this kind of friendship and this kind of confession of sin. That is, There's no danger here. This is the kind of wounds that come from a friend that are good and healthy. This isn't vulnerability. <laughs> this isn't opening yourself up to danger. This is actually the kind of friendship where you can come to a friend or a friend can come to you, and it's Nathan to David, or it's your friend that you, that's not Nathan, but it's somebody that's done the work of Nathan and said, brother, you've got to stop. I've got experiences like this with one of, with one of my co-pastors where he's come to me and said, you were wrong. And in that moment, I knew it. He was absolutely right. It took no amount of argument because in that moment, I just knew, yes, he's right. And I'm thankful for that because that kind of friendship is faithful. It's a faithful friend. It's a faithful wound. It's the kind of thing that's good for me. But then we're told profuse are the kisses of an enemy. An enemy will speak flattery words. He will, I mean, iron sharpens iron, iron. So does one man sharpen another. But an enemy is not a man that's going to sharpen another man. He's going to criticize another man. He's going to accuse another man. And in time, what he's doing is collecting ammo to be able to use it against you. And if you just think, and that, and that is real vulnerability, you're putting yourself in harm's way by saying, I'm going to confess my sins to anybody and everybody, or I'm going to bring my, uh, you know, my joys, sorrows, my, I'm going to give my friendship away really easy to anybody and everybody. You have to have some wisdom and to know the difference between friends and enemies. That's where the real danger is, is when you try to become a, a real friend with somebody that's an enemy. And it's going to take some wisdom to understand the difference. Uh, James chapter 5. Here's what it says. Confess your sins one to another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. 
I love the one another's in the scripture. And the assumption within the one another's is that there are people within the church that's one and another that are talking to each other. Not that you're confessing your sins to everybody in the church equally. Not that you're friends with everybody in the church equally. But there is this uniqueness that God begins to build within a local congregation. And you see this, even with smaller churches. This isn't necessarily like a click thing, but this is, and and not that clicks are necessarily bad, but this is a friendship thing where God naturally brings people together in the context of a local church. And what will often happen is that within a, a church, you can actually work against this. For instance, if there's a small group that's going really well and there's really great friends, and then you break up that small group and you start a new small group and the chemistry just isn't there, sometimes that can actually work against health within a church because you're missing an opportunity for friends to develop. And this this natural thing that can happen when people get in a room together where people are drawn to one another and they're spending time together, you're, you're, you can find some real friends within the context of a local church in that way. And, and that's what we need. We need friends that are willing to wound us. We don't need enemies that are willing to, and certainly they're willing. We don't need enemies that we give access to everything in our life that they end up trying to burn down your life. And so walk with wisdom. We can have true friends. Don't, don't live and walk with this dangerous sin of vulnerability. Actually have real friends. That's what we need. Okay, guys, thanks so much for listening. I hope this has been helpful. Please consider leading, leaving a rating or review. I've been saying that almost every time. So for those that have been hearing it every time. Sorry for the annoyance there, but it certainly helps. And there have been some more reviews coming in. So thank you. Um, please spread the word. If you want to be in that membership, shoot me an email, shoot me a message somewhere on some avenue to reach out to me and you can figure out how to do that. It's pretty simple. And thanks again for continuing to come back. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.